Live inside Twin Peaks for Monday Night Football, it's Cofield and Company. Greg stays in the backfield. They don't motion him out. Foster Moreau's over to the left. They stack three receivers. Lobbing it toward Moreau. Got it! How about that touchdown pass? Carr takes a snap from the gun. Pump fake. Going to go deep down the middle. Got it. Ruggs! Grabs it! Jeff Putt, baby! Henry Ruggs goes the distance. Carlson for the 45-yarder. Good snap. Good hold, and he curls it in. Bingo, baby. Jackpot Las Vegas. 2-0. and How about that? It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. Twin Peaks, Monday Night Football, Lions, Packers coming up. Great specials throughout the game. Domestic drafts under four bucks. Appetizers two, four, and six dollars. Modelo on special. Got some tequila shots on special as well. It's on Eastern. It's Twin Peaks. Cofield and Company's home on Monday nights. Battled Born Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Four. Number five. You are out at Allegiant on Saturday night for Iowa State and UNLV. Yeah. Okay, I think we have different impressions of the game. We'll get to our different impressions on Iowa State side. Um, UNLV did not play well in a lot of facets, especially struggled at the quarterback position. Cameron Friel got the start. He's a true freshman. Doug Brumfield was not ready to go. Tate Martell and Friel both mixed in and out in the second half, and I think a lot of people had questions about that. Yeah, the the rotations were kind of strange, I I thought, and, you know, it, I, I don't even think it's a. It's like an attack on Marcus Arroyo. I, I think it was more. Listen, you're without your first quarterback. You're without your second quarterback. You've got a third quarterback that's young, and you're trying to get him involved. You've got a. I don't know what we're calling Tate Martell, six, seven stringer, who also people think should be the first stringer, who has this big name. Well, I think he's in a weird spot. I'll say legitimately now. I think Friel and Martell are two A and two B. I think they're both. The but I'm saying starting the season. Oh, starting the season. Starting yeah, camp. He, well, I mean, they had they had five quarterbacks at right. the start, and he was. And I, I I tried to you know I tried to tell people because of his injury and the short amount of time that he was the five when camp started. Yeah, and, and I don't think either one of them is a clear. Well, at least like we see how they're using them, but I don't think either one of them is a clear like you're the thrower, you're the passer. Like sometimes you have that situation. They're using Martell as the runner now. It, it's it's a whole weird thing. So it's tough to know if you're going to use both of them, and they wanted to. It's always going to be weird. When do you switch? Right. But there did seem to be – it was like they were holding off, holding off, holding off, and then they go to Martell, and then it's back to Friel, and then Martell comes back in, and then there's a penalty, so they take him out before the play even happens, and then Friel actually has some success. Finally, you're like, oh, finally, there's, now he's out. Like, okay. It just – it was it's a, a, lot rough, of it, it's a rough well, spot. It was explained by Marcus Royer after the game that a lot of it was based on the fact that Tate only knows a certain amount of the playbook, and they're trying right. to get him ready really quickly – um, but, yeah, I would have liked to have seen a little more rhythm where they get the entire series to take care of it um, or, you know, to get some rhythm. Uh, Friday game, Fresno, so short week now. Brumfield did practice this morning, full go. Okay. So he should be ready to go, and then after that we'll see what happens with Frio, with Martell. I thought – I know it was a 48-3 loss. I thought both of them, as the game went along, as their time went along, showed some signs. I still think they both have upside – Iowa State side of things, 
I thought Iowa State was the best team they played. I think they're better than Arizona State. Um, I think they can bounce back to win the Big 12. You weren't impressed? No. Why not? Uh, in the trenches, I thought they were really good. Uh, and they looked, they were big, they, they, they were powerful. I thought, uh, first of all, if the starter goes out, <laughs> oh, they have no depth at back. At they were, uh, they pulled, yeah, they pulled Purdy about yeah. 13 and a half left in the game. And that, you know, it's funny that Decker's kid was like a top 10 uh, rated, you know, the pro quarterback prospect nationally. Well, Whew, he struggled. Yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't great. But, uh, but it's not just that. I, I thought it was, and maybe, hey, listen, I, I think sometimes you don't account for a fact that a team is not going to show everything. Um, I thought their game plan was incredibly simplistic. And it was, hey, here's our one receiver. We're throwing to him every time. Uh, it worked. So, like, why go away from it? I think their their tight end is probably the second best tight end going into the NFL draft. Sure. I thought he looked good. He scored a touchdown. It was 8, 88, and 28. It was like, hey, if there's an 8 under jersey, we're going to you. Skates was good, too, number 9. He had a couple of big catches. couple. But you're right. Their one get, the one kid was targeted a lot. He got Darren Waller-like target share. Yeah. And and I guess, hey, listen, like I said. Maybe, oh, you're harsh, man. I maybe thought they looked really good. We're, me, me and uh, me and, uh, it, it may be that I was sitting with another very snarky individual in John Von Tobel. But we were like, all right, uh, come to the line of scrimmage. You're calling you, a play. Hey, where's 8? Let's, let's so go to 8. Are you on Campbell or Purdy? Um, I, I don't like. I don't know. I, I don't want to judge them too much. Like, watching the game, you just – you were like – all right, we get it. You're throwing to eight. He's open. Go ahead. Um, I think it was just a simplified game plan. And it was also, hey, if you don't take away our first option, why would we go away from it? Right. I, I think it's that simple. And so maybe you just watch the game and you're you're thinking, all right, let's do something different. Let's be dynamic. Let's, but you don't have to. So why? So I think we were being overly harsh in that regard. What would you make of the fan frustration after the game on social media? What did you expect? I, I mean, it's well, – I, 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 they, they, they competed – more with Arizona State, a team that's not as good as Iowa State, yeah, but still a starting but, quarterback. But, and that's the problem, is that they're thin at quarterback. Now, that said, they did choose Justin Rogers as one of the guys to, to be their quarterback, and I don't know. I don't think it's going to work out. At least to this point, it hasn't worked out with Justin. We'll see what his long-term future is. I, I understand the frustration. Um, no one likes to get see their school get beat up like that. Um, it's a short sample, but you know people are frustrated. I will say, uh, one of our listeners' tweeters, Rebel Roberts, tweeted over early in the day. I tweeted out some videos of Marcus Arroyo uh, talking about Martell and, you know, good positives, negatives. Um, and Rebel Roberts sent over the play call. Uh, yeah, the play calling is the issue. Coaches are clueless, have no idea what they're doing. Tate should call his own place. <laughs> so then I... I I moved that over to Caleb Herring, who's on the broadcast of the call, uh, broadcast of the game, and I was like, "Hey, should the quarterbacks call their own place?" And Caleb answered seriously, or kind of mocking. And then Robert, who I you know is a big fan, says, uh, "What I posted was not literal, and it was uh, it was figurative, and I was implying that the coaches are terrible at doing their jobs." Sad that I have to spell this out for those who thought it was literal. You're right, Robert. I thought it was literal. I just sent back to him like, "I was clowning you from the start." <laughs> You're an idiot. Well, it doesn't. There's like I don't understand the joke. He should call his own plays. Like that's a that's like a statement. That's I don't. That, that seems to yes. be like a take. Yes, I thought you really. Like, come on, dude. We're all having fun here. You're frustrated. <laughs> it's, it's so calm the blank down. And also, I do also want to point out. Like I got some some people were tweeting at me um, on Saturday night, just like, Yo, what do you think? Of, what do you think of Royal? How, how? And I was like. I'm being honest in my in my saying. I don't know yet. 
Like, yeah, the results haven't been there. It's not all about results all the time. It's about a process, about getting where you go. I think they look, especially on the defensive line, they look like a more representative, you know, Division One college football team. I think there's some building blocks in place. Now you have to start to actually compete and win games and do all those things. But it is a process to get here. And the, the, Eastern, the going, Eastern Washington going. spot is damaging because now what you're seeing here is, uh, well, Fresno is better than I thought they'd be. So now you're going to go play a, a third top 25 team in a row. And then, you know, we were, some of us were, it wasn't me spurring this conversation, but someone around me the other day was like, well, you know, then, you know, they'll, they'll finally have a chance to win a game against Texas San Antonio. I'm like, that's an uphill climb there too, because they've been pretty good. They already took out Illinois. They won this weekend, so they're going to be a um, size it's, underdog. It's a team. oh yeah, no doubt. It's yeah. a it's a loaded schedule. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's really this was going to be make some make some moves, show some progress in the second half of the season. I hope they win some games in the second half of the season, but they're up against it, man. This is a freaking tough schedule. It's an uphill battle for sure. Number four. Yeah, you know, there were great games yesterday. The Raiders are the headline here and around the country for being two and zero. Broncos along with them, only two. Uh, 2-0 teams in the AFC. But one of the big narratives this weekend was the taunting calls. It was infuriating. Here's a little sample of some of the uh, taunting calls. And uh, this is the John Mara rule, whether he came up with it or not. The Giants owner was willing to speak on this about how frustrated we all were with the taunting and the lack of sportsmanship. After the play, unsportsmanlike conduct, number 88 spinning the ball in the opponent's bench. That's number 88's first taunt toward disqualification. We get kind of sick and tired of the, of the taunting. That's number two's first foul in the category of unsupposed play conduct. He gets another foul in the same category. He will be disqualified. We get kind of sick and tired of the of the taunting. Ryan knocked way in the air, and that's going to be intercepted, and that's going to be returned for a touchdown by Edwards again. We get kind of sick and tired of the of the taunting. Who is we? That was uh, Jordan Aikens, Texan, spinning the ball, taunting. DJ Reed makes a play, gets up. Waves his arms, woofs a bit, taunting. Mike Edwards, pick six. Backs into the end zone his last two steps. Official on the goal line is like, flag, taunting. This is pure lunacy. This is not what the league wanted, or maybe it is. And if if you believe your demo is all John Mara's, then you're sadly mistaken. Because I can tell you, any bar that I was at yesterday, any sports book that you guys were at, I'm sure in the stadium – the people are not like, yeah, this is great. And that's on both sides. And what the last thing you want, because this has now happened. I know it's happened in college games. The last thing you want is what happens with PIs and now with targeting, where you, you have the crowd programmed on the other side to be like, PI, flag, flag. Like just tens of thousands of people making the flag motion. It happened, UNLV, Iowa State, with the targeting. It's like five of them. How many reviews? People in, the, people in the crowd are like, targeting. That's what we're rooting for now? And this is going to be the new thing? Taunting. Flag. Flag. And as you pointed out in the first hour, 100% lack of consistency. I mean, it, I don't want a flag thrown on it, but Lamar Jackson on his flipping touchdown in the end zone, take it off the board. <laughs> yes. Taunting. I think you could get to the point of that's a football move if somebody's there. Like, if somebody dives, it's still a football move? He looked around. I know he did. It's completely no. premeditated. But I'm saying there is a scenario where that could be considered a football move. Maybe you could use that to justify I don't know. I actually I have to go back and look. I was kind of watching the, the Falcons and Bucks game among 
you know, with a lot of other games. Um, I assume Gronk did the Gronk spike. Was he flagged? That's taunting. If a guy waving his arms, like flexing on a play and then woofing at someone is taunting, that power spike is taunting. Only if there's somebody there, though. If there's so I th- I th- how close I think they when they, I think when they did, I thought when they did the breakdown before the year, if, you, if, you're, if you're facing the direction of an opponent, oh my God, then that's taunting. Please don't do this. And if you're not, if you're like going you know, in your own direction, so like if you get a sack, move forward, so there's nobody in front of you at all, then you could do something. But if you're facing somebody, you can't. I thought that's what they said in the preseason. Now, again, I'm, it's, it, I'm coming across by, at all this by like the I'm way, defending this. I, if, I'm not. If there's a camera in the end zone and 44 guys on one side after a big play run to the camera and mug for a shot, that's not taunting. But there's specific language that team celebrations are not taunting, right? That's and again, it's it's not facing at somebody. Like again, I hate they need to change the rule tomorrow, today. In fact, it's possible they changed it last night. It's possible the league, and that's why Lamar Jackson wasn't taunting. It's possible the league called and said, "All right, enough. Don't do this in a primetime game. Don't make this happen." And maybe they did. They need to change the rule tomorrow. But as long as the rule is there, you have to understand what you can and can't do, and you can't do it. I mean, it, it is as obnoxious as, as much as I hate it. I despise this rule. Let's get that clear. But if it's if the rule's in place, then you can't do it. And so hopefully, like, they'll change it as soon as possible, but also players will start to not do it. Because it, it makes it – not only does it ruin the game with the flags, the flags suck and make the game stupid, but it also just takes the fun away. Like, you like seeing people have, have personality and show their emotions and all that stuff. You like that. But for right now, the rule's in place, and you can't do it. Sorry, I was just watching the first Gronk touchdown. He turned around, didn't spike it initially. Then he started pointing, and I, I think he was actually – I think he was asking for permission if the zone was clear that he could spike it. That, yeah. This is where we are now? I think that's what he did. Oh, my God. Yeah, don't face anybody. Number three. We are going to be at bars and stadiums where people are going to call for taunting. Of course. That, then, the, then the sport is officially broken. It happened yesterday. What's, uh, what's going on with Tua and his injury? And his status for the game against the Raiders. Well, is his injury what's going to matter? I mean, I, I think it's possible he could be healthy and not play. Um, Tua right now uh, avoided serious injury, and the MRI showed that he was in pain but not injured. So we'll see how he's able to deal with pain. They said pain will be the determining factor, and if he's able to play this week. Um, it does make it a little bit complicated for the Raiders, and I actually asked uh, John Gruden today. Um, I said, you're starting preparations for the Dolphins because he's like, we're already watching film, getting ready. And I said, well, you're, you, speaking of that, you are watching film. The two quarterbacks are very different. How do you prepare for a righty and a lefty? And how do you start your preparations not knowing who it's going to be? And he actually said, I'll get the quote exactly. Um, I thought I had it in front of me. I don't. He, he basically said, hey, we've seen them both. Is we, that the way you asked the question, by the way? How do you? Like, how, do you how do you begin preparations okay. for a team Knowing that it could be either or, and the one's a righty, one's a lefty, right, right. and you have to approach them differently. Are you now? Are you now like Gronk on the spike, where you're like what? being really careful no. to not get flagged? No. What if you had asked, "Are you preparing for different looks from a lefty and a righty?" Would that have brought brought Would that have brought Would that have brought the idiot comment back? I'm not an idiot. Maybe. Of course I am. You don't know how badly I wanted to start off with. Uh, are you now writing off Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> So just said nobody else in the world. <laughs> just to follow up from la- yeah. from last week when he uh, he was questioning you, saying that people are writing off yeah. Big Ben. Nobody's writing him off, but he did suck yesterday. Um, so yeah, I, 
Yeah, so uh, he, he basically just said, listen, we, we saw Tua last year, prepared for him last year, and we prepared for two quarterbacks last year because Ryan Fitzpatrick was a righty and he was also there. And he said, we've also seen Jacoby Brissett recently. Uh, they did play against the Colts. So, so we've seen them both. We have tape on both. We have preparation for both. And we'll prepare for both of them. Number two. Raiders are 2-0. Who saw this coming? No one. There's probably some people out there actually picked them to go 2-0. Sure. No one should ever say, no one No one picked this. No one did. Uh, I did pick them to come out of the gate 6-2, and two, but I did not have them winning in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. That was impressive. And, again, I'm not super high on the Steelers to be much better than a 500 team, but still. Emotional drop-off after a giant win on Monday Night Football. You're going to Pittsburgh. You've got all these injuries with Denzel Good and, you know, Gerald McCoy leading the way. And the Raiders came ready to play. And then they got injured more. Yeah. This yeah. is this, That, to me, could be the most encouraging thing. And, again, you're not going to rot up here over a 2-0 start. It's good. But it's a long season. That is one of the more encouraging things is that the Raiders are staying focused in these first two games and overcoming adversity because we've seen at the end of the last two seasons that wasn't so easy. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's – it's a process um, of, of how to make that happen and, and how to say, hey, we're going to be able to uh, to deal with this and to not only deal with injuries, deal with expectations and success and all those other things. And now the other factor is, and, and you know, people say might say this, it's also now teams are more prepared that you have a target on your back. You're not overlooked every week, which was happening at, at, at times. You're the hunted. When you weren't very good. Yeah, it's a different, it's a different mindset, a different mentality. Um, John Gruden said, fortunately, there's veterans in the locker room um, and where, you know, they may, if they're younger players, kind of get get a big head about it and get, you know, get caught up in themselves and be overconfident. It's not really going to happen when you've got guys that have been around the league for a long time. So uh, that is a different kind of scenario to be in. You know, I, I think, I believe it was Chris Collinsworth last night talking about it. If it's not, I'm, I'm sorry, but I thought it was. Um, wasn't talking about the Raiders, but was talking about the league in general and just saying, it's not a year-to-year league anymore. It's a week-to-week league. The teams that are good right now are probably not going to be very good in November. The teams that are good, you know, two weeks from now might not be good right now. So, like, it's where it used to be, hey, every year you'd see who the best teams were. Now you're every week it could be a different team. Like, last week we saw teams that were a complete mess play well this week. Like, that's what happened. So you do have to manage that on a week-to-week basis of making sure you're not getting caught up in what you did before, Making sure you're focused on what's to go ahead in the future, because nothing just because you're two and zero now doesn't mean you can't lose to like the worst team in the league. Number one, top story on the way back. Raiders are going to get out to what kind of start here in the first five or six games? Are we talking about a four and one or five and one team? It's the Big Five at Four, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Five seven zero nine zero zero zero. Let's see what we have here. Season opener against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Win at Steelers. We're going to show Big Ben what time it is. Win, 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 buy, win, Kansas City. Loss. For them, man. Win, 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 win. 17-0. One better than last year. Now, back to Cofield and Company. John Gruden, shocking audio from the press conference. No? 
Frank well, Caliendo? It, it's, I mean, it's Frank Caliendo, but it's prophetic. You said nobody saw this coming. Caliendo as Gruden did. He did. He did. Did I gaff going to break by saying, suggesting that first five, six games of the season now, we can reset expectations to four and one or five and one? Did I shoot too low? Six and oh. Six and oh. Um, I mean, listen, here's the thing. People are counting the Dolphins game as a win. It's kind of silly. First of all, the Raiders are a smaller favorite against the Dolphins than the Steelers were against the Raiders. It's a should win. Sure. Based on the way the Dolphins have played so far and you've got an iffy quarterback situation. It's a should win. And this is one of those games I pointed to before the season. Uh, When the schedule came out, I said Raiders can go 10-7, and will go 10-7. and This was a win. This had to be a win. Now, They've stolen at least one of these first two, depending on. I mean, by the by the numbers, by the odds, they stole both. After the Dolphins, it's at Chargers, which is going to be tough. But one of the advantages the Raiders will have is if you thought the Cowboy crowd was loud at SoFi, holy crap! <laughs> that 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 could be 65, 35, 70, 30 Raiders fans. And it's a Monday night game, so the Raiders fans will be tuned up. Let's say all day to get ready, huh? Sure. Okay. I still think Chargers win. Bears at home, which by then could be Justin Fields. Andy oh, Dalton update today was bone bruise. All right, do we have the exchange with Matt Nagy, the Bears coach, and the media and Dalton's status as a starter? If Andy is healthy as he or start, uh, that's something that I'm not going to get into with scheme. That's not scheme. Of course, of course it is. That that's that's a hundred percent scheme, Brad. That's a hundred percent scheme. Okay, Brad Biggs, longtime Bears media guy. I actually agree with Nike. I actually do too. <laughs> I mean, why? Why? It's two completely different quarterbacks to prepare for. Why would you tell them? Injuries are an incredibly tricky thing with the public, the media, and the coaches. It really is. Oh yeah, and like we said, like. Gruden said it out Especially loud. Especially beginning of the week, as you said, by the letter of the law, they really don't have to indicate what the hell is going on until Friday. And frankly, you got the whole week. You Sometimes you don't know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, Gruden, week one, going into week one, um, Gruden actually said it out loud. He was asked a question. I believe it was about Richie Incognito on Monday of week one before the game. And he kind of hemmed and hawed a little bit, and then he goes, you know, but you know what? I don't have to tell you until Wednesday. Yeah. That's when the official re- injury report comes out, so why would I? And I don't have to tell you a status until Friday. If you're the Raiders, would you rather face Dalton, Fields, or the rotation? Well, did you watch? Did I you did. go back and watch any Fields yesterday? I did. Um, wow, you just raised your eyebrows because yeah. I, I, uh, NFL.com is really good with the rookie quarterbacks. They know everyone's going gaga. So they will show you every pass, every yeah. play, every running play. So it's the easiest situation Justin Fields will ever enter in the NFL because, yeah, they might have prepared a little. But your first game, while it's tough on you, your first real game, yeah. while it's tough on you, it's the least film anybody has the least knowledge of what, of what you want to do, of your tendencies and all that, because by the time you're second, third year, they know what you want to do on every play. They know where, where your re, your first read is, where your second read is, where your check down is, where your hot route is, like where, where you're trying to roll protection, all that. I thought a lot of his passes were ill-advised. The interception was terrible. Awful. And 
On the flip side, you know what? He did get the biggest first down of the game on a third and nine yeah. to seal the victory. Um, I still feel like his release is a little bit low. While we're at it, you know, we'll do it on the way back. Uh, we'll do more of the schedule. What are the new expectations? And also, we got to get to the other rookie quarterbacks. It's funny, and I'm not, I'm not defending my guy on the Jets, but Zach Wilson was terrible. Trevor Lawrence may have been worse. We want all the smoke. Tweet at Steve Cofield or call 702-364-1100 and let us have it. Who are the two baddest defenses in the league that you don't want to play against to open the season? Oh, here you go. Uh, how you're going to play Baltimore, and then you're going to go at Pittsburgh. And Derek Carr, all he's done is throw for 817 yards in two games. So, yes, if he's not willing to say it, my gosh, I'm willing to say it. Derek Carr is legit. Now, back to Cofield and Company, live at Twin Peaks. There he is, Sexy Rexy, Jumbo Jet, very much all over Derek Carr and his feats early in the season. Was that terrible? Maybe. It's fine. Inside joke. It's a good try. It was a good try. Thanks. Good job, good effort. Appreciate it. Yeah. So what, what is the goal now for the Raiders? Now they're out to a, a 2-0 start. Dolphins up next at Chargers, home Bears, at Broncos, home Eagles. I'd say 5-2 wow. going to the bye. Really? Yeah. You? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I had him 6-2 going to the Chiefs game. Eagles game? A little tougher now. Offensive line with the Eagles. A little better than I thought. Defensive line we knew was pretty good. Stout. Real intriguing game yesterday against the Niners. They certainly played physical because they beat the snot out of the Niners. They lost, but they knocked like 12 guys out for the Niners. By the way, what's the Niners running back situation now? I mean, I saw a list of guys they were bringing in today. I was like, oh, my God. The, hit, the hit on Trey Sermon where he fumbled was one of the scariest things I've ever seen because of, of the like the body action of Sermon. I also still don't get it. Like, I thought he fumbled before. It was a whole weird I, – I, I couldn't tell. Um, it was a weird – the whole the day was weird. They lost three running backs in the fourth quarter yesterday. You know, John Gruden hates this. Hey, what's the record going to be? You know, five and two, six and two. But – the Dolphins' quarterback situation is messy. They're not playing well right now. This, I would, I know they're 2-0. I would pitch this as a revenge spot. That was one of the most infuriating losses I've ever seen. Last year's Dolphins game against the Raiders oh, yeah. was outrageous. Sure. A, a game that, you again, you expected to win going into it, and the Dolphins came in and did Dolphins things. Like, they didn't play well, but somehow they were ahead at the end of the game. Then the Raiders take the lead. And then the insane craziness of the Ryan Fitzpatrick helmet spun around, throw the ball up in the air play uh, to beat them. It was crazy. I mentioned the Broncos in that set of games. Good start by the Broncos. I'm still not buying it completely. Good defense. What part aren't you buying? Bridgewater? All of it. I still don't trust Fangio in tight spots. He did show some improvement in – with a couple of aggressive moves in game number one. They beat two teams they should have beat, and you know what? I overestimated – the Jags are maybe better said, underestimated what a struggle it will be here early for Trevor Lawrence and Herb. I, I bet the Jags yesterday. That was a, so did I. That was an error. Yep. And they got out to a good start. And, I mean, it's, 
Trevor Lawrence. Zach Wilson was terrible. The four interceptions Zach Wilson threw, like they were, there wasn't flukes. Oh, you know, bad first, luck. First two oh, attempts. Awful. Awful. And I think it was the third or fourth. Like, McCourty's just sitting there. It, it, the ball was, like, flown eight yards too far. I don't know, but like, I'm telling I don't know you, who he was throwing to on that play. I, I read uh, PFF's grades for that game, and Trevor Lawrence obviously got a low grade. I didn't see any mention of one of the things that you always like to point to, like a quarterback can have a good numbers game, but then you go back and look, and they uh, PFF looks at every pass, yeah. and they're like, okay, these are the amount of turnover-worthy passes. He went 14-33, Trevor Lawrence did. He threw two interceptions. I thought he could throw 14. Oh, I, yeah. I, Adam, go back and watch. Every, every pass was contested or deflected. Not every. But th- there, were, there were 10 or 12 that were batted down or into traffic. I'm like, what is going – is he late? Is this bad judgment? The, I, the guy I felt worse for was uh, LaVisca Chenault got his ass kicked. He got seven targets and got just blown up. Were you talking about Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. I, I was I was under the – I could be wrong. I was under the impression he was going to step into the league and just be the greatest quarterback of all time. I was wrong on that. I, not you. I mean, uh, like the whole world. And how often was that last year like – are we sure? This is all Urban Meyer's fault. <laughs> it is all Urban Meyer's <laughs> oh, fault. It's not. <laughs> it, it, it was stinks. bad. It was. It was really bad. He stinks. It was really. Or the Denver Broncos have the one of the greatest cover crews that we've seen in the last twenty five years. Maybe that's the case. It, they do, but he still was just awful. Everything was batted. You're like, Ugh. it was mystifying how bad he so was. That's why I say with the Broncos, maybe they are that good, or maybe they just played two teams that are crap. In the Bears well, I think and the Jags. Both can be true, yeah, but yeah. they also overcame the fact that they had to go on the road twice in a row to the East Coast and all yeah, those other things. Yeah. Um, and they didn't mess around. Like It's not like they just went and won. They did what they're supposed to do against bad teams. They destroyed them. So I, I've been impressed with what Denver has done so far. Yeah, I think Jacksonville is horrific. I think your guy is also struggling big time right now. But they did what they're supposed to do. Yeah, Zach will. By your guy, I mean Daniel Jones. No, that's oh. there. Because oh, I, I also think Daniel Jones is a complete and total disaster. I was going to say it's early. Not so much for Daniel Jones. It's early for Trevor Lawrence and, and Zach Wilson. But, yeah, the Raiders have a chance here to get out to a freaking really good start. Really good start. On the way back, uh, Adam's very concerned about the Lions uniforms today. I don't know if that means you play on them or play against them. We'll get some picks and also recap. Our betting day and how you guys did because it was a, a crazy weekend, especially in the NFL. Like Adam said, a lot of bounce backs. Teams that uh, did not look the part of real NFL teams in week number one bounce back really well in week two. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield and Co. Here we go, Marquio, the West Virginia commit throws a strike over the middle. Touchdown, Huskies! Twenty-two yards, Nick Switzer. For Monday Night Football, it's Cofield and Company. That was poor Bishop Gorman. Losing a 24-7 lead 
inside of 90 seconds and losing the game. I don't know if you're watching. Ready for this one? Were you? Oh, yeah. I happened to flip it on when the first onside kick, right after they kicked the field goal to make it 24-10, and the first onside kick, they recovered it, and I changed the channel. (laughs) I was like, there's... Uh, I'm like, well, that was a good onside kick. You know, Gorman made a mistake there. That was cute. Yeah, I'm like, I got other stuff to watch. And then the next day, I'm like, wait, they lost? Oh, my God. I mean, that is unbelievable. I'm glad it was televised. Yeah. For one. It was like, if you had decided to read about that, which would be cool, but it would be be like the 1900s. (laughs) And I don't mean like 1990. I mean like 1904 when you'd like read about some crazy game in a newspaper. Do you make references now to the late 1900s? Yeah, early yeah, really? th- early 2000s. The late 1900s. <laughs> sure. I saw some guy flipping out on TikTok. He was like, kids these days are referencing the late 1900s. And just put up a middle finger. I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, I hadn't heard him do it, but I guess, yeah. That, Sorry, guess, you're old. I guess. I mean, that's. But as you think about it, like, you know, I'm sure in 1925, people were like, yeah, late 1800s. Like, that's what happens. We're they, in a weird time. We changed centuries. They did it because in 1925, the lifespan was only 25, so nobody's even alive from the 1800s. Any of you remember 1893 and 1925? No, nobody did. Oh, mortality rates. Funny stuff. Um, all right. We got Monday Night Football coming up. By the way, call courtesy of ESPN. Crazy game. We have a very intense crowd here. Uh, first of all, Crazy Eli's here, so looking forward to hanging out with him. Look at Adam's all freaking out. Uh, John, the Detroit fan, is here. I looked at John. John's got, like, the oldest-looking Lions hat on ever. I was like, how old's that hat? He said the 1950s. There's no way a hat can last for 55, 60 years, can it? Apparently. And I just told him, like, do not take that off and throw it to the ground in frustration. When something happens, that'll always happen with the Lions. He said it's hanging on by a thread, but it actually looks pretty good. The bill is not broken in. I would not bend the, the... the brim of the hat, the bill, the brim. Can you match it to his shoes on purpose? That's what the kids do these days. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah. I feel for his lines. I don't have any blue shoes. I've, been, I've hung out with him on a couple of uh, primetime games, and it never really works out. No, not often. I'm going to go over the total here, over 49 on the game. Okay. I never play totals that high, but I'm going to do it. I almost, By the way, I almost played the Cardinals and Vikings. Oops, didn't do that one. Over. Shut I'm, up. I'm just betting Aaron Rodgers props. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. Is that wishful thinking for fantasy or no? It's just I, I, I think coming home in a prime time spot after last week, that was embarrassing. I think they got a lot of things corrected, a lot of things fixed, and I, I think they're going to be much better today. Well, let's see what you can get. Over under two hundred eighty nine yards. I mean, I'm taking over. Uh, the only the only hold up obviously is if he goes out and throws for like two fifty in the first half, and it's you know thirty five nothing, then it can go under. But I, I think he's going to throw all day. Touchdown passes. Two and a half? I'll go over. Minus 120. Uh, I don't like laying it, but I'll do it. Devontae Adams. I know, again, this please, is wishful thinking on your part. What do you need tonight in all your fan? How many teams do you have on? 14 of your 21? No, I. he is the player that I have. 92 and a half passing yards. <laughs> over. Uh, I think he's the player I have the third most. Of any team? So, we'll see. Uh, Michael Pittman finally worked out yesterday. I think I have him on like 19 of the 21 teams. <laughs> Looks like he's uh, settling in a little bit. 
T.J. Hawkinson, and then uh, and then Devontae Adams. So a lot of, a lot of uh, interest on both sides tonight. But why were you going after Darren Waller and one of the leagues we're in when you had Hawkinson in mind? Uh, I just wanted oh, to go high level, high level on that one. That that then, was. And I was then just you getting... slummed it with T.J. Hawkinson, who has yeah. the potential to be not. I don't think real close to those guys, but he's the fourth or fifth best tight end. Like Waller and like Kels, he's a Steve's team's number one receiver. Over under five and a half catches. For TJ? Yeah. I think under. Wow. Oh, really? It's going to be a struggle for the Lions today, I think. And you're not playing the side over the total, 11 and a half and 49 no. and a half. No, I think, the, I think you know, if you say, I might, I might try to find a largest lead prop, but I am, I am worried that the Lions can get something going offensively to, to backdoor this. Well, I don't know if I could find the largest lead prop. Would you like an alternate? I don't want an alternate total. Probably like 16 and a half or something. So how'd your betting go over the weekend? Well, really well, except for I said the, the I ruined a couple of, te- of really good teasers with the uh, Chargers and Cowboys. If that goes over, I'm probably just call you and retire today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 had a, I had a good a lot, weekend. Huh? Lost the Jaguars, uh, but I had, I had a pretty good weekend overall. So I was very pleased. Good, good to hear. Very pleased. Good to hear. Uh, Raiders actually got me on a Steelers-Patriots six-point teaser. Was debating Steelers or Bills on that six-point teaser to go with the Patriots. Oops. Teasers ain't easy. I also told you about the uh, the point-up teaser I had. Falcons plus 19. Oof. Texans plus 19. Oof. Falcons, well, they Fal- got it. Well, Falcons, Falcons were down a field goal. It was 28-25 in the fourth. I was good to go. Come on. Two pick sixes? It got ugly Two? quick. Two? <laughs> got ugly quick. That was one I was I, – I, I faded away from the game. I'm like, oh, 28-25. Okay, good. Glad I'm going to get this one. Then all of a sudden, 48-25. And then, of course, the uh, you know the Falcons have one last chance for the crazy teaser backdoor cover. and No, no <laughs> dice. No dice. But I did have the Bears. Wasn't that easy. No. Thought it was. No. Me too. Was counting that one in. Did not have the stones about the Panthers. That turned out to be freaking easy. College football is pretty good. I did tell you, uh, you know, we're getting more promotions here in town now. You know, we're getting a um, dollar, you know, bonus set up, you know, uh, sign up, uh, like $100, $50 when you sign up. Um, and I was saying last week, uh, DraftKings out of the market. When I was in Arizona, I was like, hey, let me try the wrap, you know. And uh, they kept advertising it on TV, and I think it's a little deceptive because behind Cofield is a Kelly. Kelly? 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 What's her name? Something like that. Behind Cofield. No, no, there's a Cofield on uh, DraftKings. Cofield. With with two Fs. Yeah, Cofield. That's how you say it? I think so. That's terrible. Jesse? Jesse. Kelly was on uh, In Living Color, I think. Um, Well, that's an old one. Fred, former New York Nick. I know all the Cofields. Tim? Barry? Of course, Big Barry, yeah. Northwestern, Giants. Your cousin? No. But anyway, not really the, the DraftKings promo, uh, sign up, bet a dollar, you get 200 bucks. It's actually 200 free bets. They don't they don't say it, but it actually says it on the screen. Right. Uh, so I did that. Um, the free bets are kind of interesting. So it's just it's eight, eight $25 free bets. Okay. You used them? I did. I think I went five and three or six and two. Did you have to drive down there or you put them in there at the beginning of the week? I had to drive down there. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> well, down there is, pa- is, is past Hoover Dam. Brutal. All right, what's your reminder? I, I want to talk about these Lions pants. Go. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's why Ari's here. We <laughs> always mention something and never get to it. 
Lions pants you're very worked up about. They're, I don't get it. Why are you all fired up? They, they are wearing white pants tonight, all white unis, as they go on the road to play the Packers. They have not done so since at least 1950, and that's as far back as the records go for the Lions database. I would have never known that. Yeah. It's exciting. This is big. But you said you didn't like it. Uh, they look terrible, I think. I, I'm not a fashion person. Is that your I number one reason? You're like, Lions are going to have a tough time tonight. And they're getting blown the, out. Those uniforms. Hopefully they don't uh, soil themselves. Why would you even think of that? White pants. Well, how often rough. does that happen? I think in the NFL. Other teams wear more, white pants. more than you think. Twin Peaks is the spot. Monday Night Football. Got domestics under four bucks. Appetizers two, four, and six. Lovely servers, lovely bartenders on Eastern. Come hang with us. We got prizes. Cofield and Company. Twin Peaks on a Monday.